If you are married, there is a 100% chance that you've gotten the look from your spouse, especially if you're a guy. So three weeks ago, I got that look from my wife when I overlooked one important detail for a trip that I'd planned for our family months ago. So when you travel overseas, you have to have a passport. And as I found out 21 hours before our trip, the expiration date is kind of a big deal. So on today's show, I'm going to tell you how I got passports for both of my kids in just seven hours. And in the process, I saved my marriage. So hopefully you can learn something from my mistake. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the My Retirement Clarity Podcast, where our goal each and every week is to try to provide some relevant information to sort of help you along your journey to the next phase of your life, whatever that looks like. So in our office, our mission is really to help good people make great decisions so they can enjoy an amazing retirement. So that's the goal for everybody that we meet. And so for a lot of people, part of having an amazing retirement is being able to travel. And in our meetings, when I ask people what they want to do in retirement, one of the most common responses is they tell me they want to travel. They, they, they want to go places. And, and this can mean a variety of different things for, for different people. Travel for some folks just means they want to go more frequently to the places they've always gone because now they've got the time freedom that retirement offers. But for other people, they want to go and travel different places in the United States and see some of the, the different places that our, our country has to offer. But there, of course, are other people that want to go overseas and they want to explore other areas of the world. And so whatever that means for you, travel always seems to be something that people want to do. So I'm going to kind of tell you a story today about kind of my experience uh, on a recent trip that we we took. So earlier in the year, my family and I, we booked a trip to the Bahamas. And so it's probably been five or six years since we've been to the Bahamas. And I actually f- forgot that you've got to have a passport to go there. So we booked this trip with a travel agency and they require, of course, copies of our passports be- before they will buy the airline tickets for everybody. So I sent them our passports to them back in February, and they replied and said we were good to go, and they bought our our plane tickets at that time. Now, when I tell you that I sent them our passports, what I mean is I sent them a digital copy of all four of our passports because I've got them scanned into into my computer here at the office, and and I just sent them a PDF of them. I've just found that's sort of an easier way for me to handle that task pretty quickly if I ever need to, to send proof that all of us have valid passports. So we were actually scheduled to fly out Sunday morning about three weeks ago, and our flight was leaving at 11 a.m. on Sunday. So Saturday around lunchtime, our, I, I went and got our passports out of the safe. I put them on our kitchen counter with some of the other things I was going to take in my carry-on, in my, in my book bag, you know, my, my, tra- my laptop, uh, travel documents, passports, you know, AirPods, things like that. So I then left the house and went 
uh, to run a few errands. I actually went and did a little bit of shopping, which I don't do a whole lot of, but I went and bought a, a couple of new shirts and bathing suits for this trip because we were going from a Sunday to a Sunday. So it was a fairly long trip for us. But as I was heading home, Pam called me, and, and I didn't take the phone call because I was actually on the other line talking with a buddy of mine. Um, and she called me two more times, and I didn't switch over the third time when she called, but I, I knew something was up, but, but I was actually pulling in the driveway. And so I sent her a text and said, I'm on the phone, but I was in the driveway if she needed me. So she walked outside, and I was still on the phone, on speakerphone. She knocked on the window. I rolled the window down, and she she showed me one of my kids' passports, and she pointed to the expiration date, and both of my kids' passports expired three weeks earlier. Now, for those of you who are married, or at least guys, you've all gotten the look before, and I got that look at that moment from Pam. She didn't say anything. She didn't have to. She just handed me the two passports and walked off. And she and, and my daughter got in her car and, and they drove away. They were actually going shopping to buy, buy some new clothes for the trip as well. So I immediately told my buddy that I was talking to that I needed to go as, as I now had a crisis on my hand that I had to deal with. So the first call that I made was not to my wife to try to explain or try to justify things. My first call was to my, the travel agency, the folks that booked the trip. And of course, they, they weren't working, didn't answer the phone on Saturday, but I left them a message and an email basically saying, you know, how in the world did this happen? How, how do we miss this? But more importantly, what are our options? Because something's got something's to give. So while I was waiting to hear back from them, I, I got online and immediately started looking to find out what the chances were of us getting a passport pretty quickly. And what I found was not good. There there are no exceptions. There's no grace period. And so really the only glimmer of hope that we had was if it was a life or death situation. And, and at that point, the reality hit me that there was probably no way we were going to get to go to the Bahamas. And so I immediately shift my focus to started to try to find other some other vacation destination and and I knew I was going to have to go somewhere really nice and so I'm thinking all right I'm I'm going to have to take my family to Hawaii or somewhere like that and I'm going to have to take them tomorrow and it's going to cost a bajillion dollars because I'm booking a trip the day before so while I'm while I'm doing this research online I get a text from Pam and says hey don't even think about you and I going on the trip to the Bahamas without the kids because uh, she told me Channing, my daughter, was the one who looked at the passports and saw that they were expired. And, of course, she immediately started crying. I was devastated. So, of course, I, w- I wouldn't plan on Pam and, and myself going on the trip without the kids. So, um, you know, we were actually meeting another family there, uh, two other families there. One of them have daughters that are my, my daughter's age. And they had a bunch of things planned, of course, mostly which revolved around cute outfits and pictures and things like that. So I told Pam, we're not leaving the kids behind. I would find us somewhere else to go if we couldn't get to the Bahamas. So in my search, I looked uh, f- for the U.S. Passport Office and tried to get the main number for the Department of State. Now, the, the Department of State is the federal agency that handles passports. And their office actually closes at 3 o'clock on Saturday. And Pam knocked on my window at 3.15 Saturday afternoon. 
But I went ahead and called them anyway. They've got an operator who picks up the phone after hours, and there's somebody that's fully involved or, you know, in the know of their situation. But it was about a 25-minute process to get through to somebody once, once I go through the, the long hold and go through the certain options. And they told me there were no appointments available at any passport facility in the entire country for the next two or three weeks. They did ask me if it was a life or death situation because apparently if it is a life or death situation, they can expedite the process. But I told them it's not life or death just yet. But if we don't go on this trip, Pam is going to kill me. And then we would qualify for that life or death uh, exemption. And, and the rep sort of laughed at it, but, but that didn't get me an appointment. So I asked if, if there was a possibility of a cancellation, and they say, yeah, but they would have to call back. I mean, I would have to call them back if there was going to be a cancellation and just ask them. And so for the next seven hours, I called at the top of the hour, every single hour, waited 25 or 30 minutes, and I was told the exact same thing by the person that answered the phone. So anyway, after my online search, and the whole time I'm online looking for ideas, after this came up empty, I, I did what most people do nowadays when they're in sort of a bind and they want some information. I went to Facebook and I asked for help. And so this is where our fortune kind of turned. So I, I posted asking my Facebook friends if anybody had any kind of contact at the passport office because I was in a bind. I didn't go into the details, but I had a lot of people reply and share information, and really so, more of them shared their stories and their kind of horror stories of it, but none of them really gave me any hope that this we were going to pull this trip off. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse. Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. So we really didn't figure anything out on Saturday and went to bed, um, but we knew we weren't weren't leaving on Sunday morning, so we didn't finish packing. But I, I got up early Sunday morning, kept researching things online, and we had a few folks call us with, with some tips, and one of my wife's friends actually called her with some information that sort of sound promising. And and what she told her actually lined up with what a buddy of mine told me. And, and apparently this lady's family had been through something similar in the past, and they were able to get a passport in one day. And my travel agency actually told me the same thing on Saturday when, when their supervisor called me back, um, really kind of apologizing profusely. But but they said, you got to have an appointment to make it happen. And of course, I've been calling them every hour for the last 12 hours, it seemed, and couldn't get in. So, But the tip that, that this friend gave my wife was that we needed to call somebody in our state representative's office and that they may be able to get us an appointment. So she mentioned the first name of a lady that helped them during their situation, but she didn't couldn't remember the last name. So I did a Google search of this, this lady's first name and then our state representative's name. 
and I found a, a random website somewhere that listed this lady's last name. Remember, the, the person that gave me gave my wife this tip didn't remember the lady's full name. So when I found it, it wasn't on an official government website. It was just somewhere on the Internet. I can't really remember for sure. But once I found her full name, I then went on Facebook again and searched it because I knew the town where this representative's office was. And I was able to find a lady with the same name but, but didn't know if it was the same person. But in looking at that lady, I found out that, it, that I had one mutual friend with her, and that friend happened to be a client of mine. So I immediately called my client and asked if this lady actually works for my state representative, and he said, yeah, that's her. And so my next question to him was, hey, well, how well do you know the person? Because we've all got Facebook friends that we don't really know that well, that well or maybe we don't even know it all. But he said he, he knew this lady well. She used to live next door to him, and they, they still keep in touch pretty regularly. So I explained my the bind I was in to my client, and he said he'd call her right now, and, and he did that. So what she told him, and this is kind of where the solution is and sort of where the, the, the value to you is, what she told him is that the, the passport office gives a few spots, reserves a few spots behind the scenes to certain government officials, but specifically state representatives, but she didn't know if they had any openings for Monday, but she would find out when she got to work at 7.30 on Monday morning, and, and she she asked me to call her at, at that time. So Pam and I talked, and we decided that we would leave our house early, uh, the crack of dawn on Monday morning, and, and drive and, and be at the passport office before 8 o'clock uh, there at Peachtree Street in Atlanta. So we wanted to be right outside the passport office in the event that she said she got us an appointment. And so I called her at 7.31. I gave her time to get her computer turned on, and she answered the phone and gave me fantastic news. She said, I can get you in there at 8 o'clock. Are you close? And I told her that we'd actually driven up that morning, and we were parked in a hotel parking lot that was one block away from the facility just so we could be there just in case. And so... She said she needed to send me an email confirmation form that would have to be printed out. And this is an important step in this whole process. They would not accept an electronic version. If I just showed them the email over the phone, they wouldn't take it. But I had to give them a physical piece of paper as well as the physical piece of paper that showed them our travel documents, meaning our, our plane tickets. So I, I walked, I got out of the car, walked to the hotel, went to the front desk person. And of course, I, I was desperate and he could probably see it on my face. I said, hey, I'd really need you to print something for me. I'm not a staying here overnight. And I said, man, I'll give you $50 if you can print out these two pieces of paper for me. And the guy was super nice. He said, man, I'm not going to take your money, but I'll be happy to print it for you, which he did. I tried to give him the $50, and he wouldn't take it. So I laid a 20 down on the counter, and I said, please accept this because this is probably the best $20 I've ever spent because it, I said, you've probably saved my marriage. So he just sort of laughed and wished us luck. And so went out to the car. I said, Pam, I need you to drive so you can drop uh, the kids and I off at, at the passport office. And so so we did that. Now, when we drove by here the first time, there was a line of about 125 people outside the door, and it didn't open until 8 o'clock. And so I didn't know what time all these people had an appointment for. So I went to the very last person in line I said, and asked what time your appointment was, and they said 8 o'clock. So we hopped in line right there. And, and honestly, I thought we'd be there three or four hours because I felt like, you know, we really probably had the same experience that a lot of us have had at a driver's license facility at the, the DMV. 
But I'm telling you, what happened next absolutely amazed me. And, and I'll tell you this. This has to be the most secure facility that I've ever been in. I mean, there were armed security folks every 20 feet. And, and these guys were all the size of, of bouncers, just huge, big, big guys, super nice, but huge human beings. But the line moved extremely quickly, and eventually we made it up to the to the window inside of the building. I gave the rep all our information. We had pre-filled out passport renewal applications, had new pictures for the kids, birth certificates, pretty much anything they could ask for. So he made copies of everything, verified a few other pieces of information, and then told us to get on the elevator, go upstairs for the next part of the process. So once we were there, we went to another, you know, another section and uh, actually went to the lady who actually completed the process for us. Uh, she was super helpful, and she said, hey, come back between 3 o'clock and 4.30 this afternoon, and we would have passports. So I, I was really kind of taken aback, and so I wanted to clarify what she said. And I said, are you serious? We're really going to get passports today at 3 o'clock. And she said, the Lord willing and the creek don't rise, you'll get your passport. And so if you're in the South and you've heard that before, that, that means it's, it's a definite. So... We actually walked out of that building at 9.10 that morning. So we were there for an hour and 10 minutes. And I'm telling you right now, it's one of the most well-run operations, public or private, that I've ever seen in my life. And I, I was amazed. You know, we all like to sort of poke fun at the government and their inefficiency sometimes. But I am a huge, huge fan of the passport facility at the Department of State in Atlanta, Georgia. It was unbelievable. So we came back at 3 o'clock right on the dot. Uh, we were not going to risk being late and not being able to get the passports. And so at 3.15 that afternoon, I walked out of the building with new passport books for, for both of the kids. Not temporary cards or something like that, but brand new passport books. So I got in the car with my wife who was circling the block. Um, I looked at her and, and just in amazement, I said, I can't believe this is this is happening. And we just talked about how grateful and how lucky we were. And I actually joked with her saying that, you know what, I think the good Lord wants us to go to the Bahamas. So we wound up checking into a hotel by the airport in Atlanta. So we stayed that night. Uh, my kids and I went to Top Golf that night. We, we actually had dinner there. Pam was mentally and emotionally exhausted. So she stayed back at the hotel while we golfed. And then we caught a flight at 9 a.m. Tuesday morning, headed to the Bahamas. So if you would have asked me at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon uh, when I found out my error, uh, if we were going to the Bahamas, I would have told you there's no possible way. But everything fell into place, and I got right information from the right people, and we pulled it off, and the, the trip was, was amazing. It was a great trip. So what lesson did I learn from all this? Well, the number one lesson that I learned from this is you should not trust or rely on anybody else to verify critical information like expiration dates on a passport. And that's my fault. Our friends that were going with us found out two months before the trip that their kids' passports expired. And he actually told me, he said, Lee, you should go ahead and check on yours. And I said, man, I've already sent them into the travel agency. And they said, we're good. I won't make that mistake again. I guarantee you that. Again, of course, the travel agency, they, they felt horrible. They took full responsibility for not catching the, the expirations. They offered to extend our trip a couple of days on the back end at their expense. And, of course, we couldn't do it because school was starting a couple of days after we got back. So logistically, that didn't work out for us. But they were, they were just trying to do everything they could do to make it right. And, and I even told them during that conversation, it's not just your fault, it's my fault too because 
I didn't check them before I emailed them. So now when I save digital copies of our passports, I'm going to include the expiration date in the name of the file. So that's how I'm going to keep that from happening in the, in the future. So to put a bow on this story, I know I rambled on a little bit and sort of telling the, the whole story, but the bottom line is, yes, you can get a passport the same day, but I would strongly, strongly, strongly advise that you don't put yourself in the same position that I put myself into uh, and, and have to go through that process. So check your passports before you book that trip. Um, and, and one of the other things, somebody asked me what this whole thing cost. The passports, it was $450 total for both of my kids' passports. And when I looked at the itemized receipt, there was a line item there for $120 to expedite uh, the passports. And so that was it. I thought it was a great deal. Another $450 to save a marriage. It, it, it works out. Those numbers work in my book. So anyway, that's it for today. I hope this was helpful for you. And I hope you were able to learn from my mistake. So take care. We'll catch you next time. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.